Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the well, good evening, everybody. I hope you're all doing fabulous. No, it's not Van Helsing this week. It's the Blonde Bombshell all by herself. Well, not really all by myself, but I am manning the fort this evening because Van Helsing is on his way as we speak to the airport to pick up da, 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 Steve Parsons. And he is here for his annual pilgrimage to Spirit Quest, which is happening this weekend at the VC Memorial Park in Groveland. If you are still interested in attending, uh, there are some tickets available. Uh, just go to newenglandghostproject.com, neghostproject.com, and you can still get your tickets. So now that I've done that little plug... <laughs> Uh, it's great to be with all of you here tonight, and I do have someone here who can ably assist me. She has assisted me and Ron so many times in the past. We've investigated together. We have just had fun together. She's my favorite roommate, psychic medium, Leslie Marden. Leslie. Hi, Anne. Hi, everybody. How are I'm you? I'm so glad to be here yet once again. This is one of my favorite things to do, so thanks for having me. You're very welcome. I'm so glad you were available on this hot and humid New England night. Hardly oh, September. Oh my weather. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a hot one today. I work in uh, an elementary school where there is no air conditioning and lots it, of hot children. <laughs> ew. Hot sweaty children. Ick. Mm-hmm. It sounds Isn't like an ingredient. <laughs> And cranky. It sounds like an ingredient in like the witch's stew. Hot, sweaty children. Just throw them in. <laughs> Stir it around. But anyways, yeah. anyways, we digress. Um, so this evening, I had contacted Leslie at the beginning of the week and I said, hey, what should we talk about? <laughs> uh, because we've done a lot of investigations together. And, but there's some stuff happening in your own life right now which has been rather interesting. And I, if you can share that with us, that would be awesome. Absolutely. So <clears throat> I live in my parents' house. Uh, when I, we moved here in 1970. And um, so I've been here for a long time. I moved out, had children, have my own house. But then my mom invited me back because she didn't want to live by herself when my dad passed away. So um, we built an apartment for her. And Mike and I lived downstairs, and my mom lived upstairs. And so I've, I've had a long history with the house that I'm in right now. And mm-hmm. when we first moved in in 1970, I noticed um, that there were some other, other beings that lived here as well. <laughs> um, I, I've been able to sense things since I can remember. Um, I sensed things in our apartment in New York before we moved to New Hampshire. Um, and when we moved here, um, I noticed, you know, some things going on. 
And I would uh, tell my parents, and they didn't believe me. And they all stopped making up. You're just looking for attention sort of thing. <laughs> and um, so I've grown up in a house that is haunted. And um, things happen. And it seems to be it, it will lay dormant for a while. And then all of a sudden things pick up. And we are in an active cycle at the moment. <laughs> um, so things that have been happening lately, like Mike and I were sitting in separate rooms and we heard knock 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 on the wall I said mike did you hear that and he's like yeah did you do that i'm like no i didn't do that <laughs> um but it was somewhere in between us huh. and it, was, it sounded like I, I thought it sounded like it came from the room that he was in and he thought right. it was from the room that i was in but uh-huh. it wasn't <laughs> um <laughs> Lights turn on randomly. My mom's apartment, the lights turn on. Her fan over her stove and the lights over the stove turn on randomly. Um, yeah, we've got some wow. stuff going on. So I guess yeah. so. So yeah. has this stuff just been happening since your mom passed? Or was it, were these things always happening? Or these maybe it's just more been happening. Now. Yeah. Um, before my mom passed, she passed away in June. So I guess it was about... May, um, I was, it was a weekend and I was sitting downstairs and her kitchen is right above my kitchen. And okay. I heard her walking in bare feet above my head. I said, Oh, mom's up. I guess I'll go up and have a cup of coffee with her. And I thought, well, that's odd. Cause she always wears slippers. Always. Uh, she's always saying, put something on your feet. Last oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Yep. That's <laughs> yep. So we all had our parents up. tell us that. <laughs> Yeah, and so I came up the stairs, and um, the first room you pass when you come into my mom's apartment is her bedroom, and she was sound asleep. Oh. So it's it's random stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when she did get up, and I heard her scuffling across the floor, <laughs> and I told her, and uh, she uh, told me that she had heard some strange things, too. But when you're growing up with it, and you're used to living with it, it's just another thing. It's not like, oh, my God, we're going to die sort of thing, you right. know? Um I akin it to um, being nose blind. Like when you go into your house, you don't smell anything, you know, abnormal because it's your house right. and everything's normal, right? Yep. And uh, if you go into your friend's house, it smells different because right. you're not used to smelling that. So yeah. when you're used to being around the energy, you don't you don't quite notice it as much as you would if you were walking into a new energy. Like when I walk into a, uh, a house where we're doing an investigation that energy hits me in the face because, you know, I'm not nose blind to it. (laughs) I don't know how else to describe it. Um, So, yeah. Oh, now I know you've, you know, I see on Facebook and you, and you post pictures a lot of unusual things also that you see um, not just in your house, but other places. And I know that in the past you've posted pictures before of, um, a man, a man looking in the window, I think. Yeah. What? Um, in, in the area that I live in, there was a terrible, terrible fire, and it burnt down the whole neighborhood. There, it, I think it was in 1902 or 1903, and there was a mill, and mm-hmm. it caught on fire, and it just wiped out the neighborhood. And uh, we're talking blocks, blocks of neighborhood. Oh, and, wow. Um, not too far from me. I can see it from the house. It's a couple yards down. There's still like foundations that are there from the fire and haven't mm-hmm. been, you know, taken care of or built back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
some of the rubble from the disaster, I think that they used as fill around the neighborhood because every time oh. I garden, uh, I find bricks. Bricks, uh-huh. bricks and bricks and bricks and bricks. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> but I finally put two and two together. Um, mm-hmm. And if you dig out back in the backyard, there are strange things like um, pieces of pipe and uh, metal object spoons, uh, uh-huh. all sorts of weird things. Oh. Um, and um, so that being in the back story, um, mm-hmm. on that side of the house, my mom used to have a chow chow, and it wouldn't come in when she called it. So she would hang out the leash out the back door so it could do its business and she could yank it back inside. (laughs) (laughs) And so she was out there waiting for the dog to do its business and she saw these strange lights and these strange lights were occurring right outside that same window that I took that picture. So years later, (laughs) 15 years later, this was maybe last year, year before, I was um, just looking at coins that I had, I was supposed to be dusting and you know, I came across the coin box that I throw my coins in when I'm doing laundry and I picked up a Ulysses Grant coin and a Gettysburg coin. I was like, oh, that's funny. And I felt someone watching me. So my first instinct is to take a picture. So I pointed my camera at where I felt it coming from and it was the window. And so I took two in quick succession. And so I looked at the first one, which is, you know, the second one. (laughs) And um, I found nothing in it at all. And then in the what was actually the first picture that I took, there was right. this this man. And huh. he's kind of off center. He's kind of leaning to the side, but it's definitely a man. And his nose is a little weird, but he's wearing this uniform. And it has shiny buttons down it. And it's on my website if you want to go look at it. And that's right. on lesliemartin.com. Okay. And so years come to this year, my mm-hmm. son-in-law was using his, metal detector in the backyard because oh my gosh there's enough back there you're gonna find something right oh i and would so love to do that this, yep. he he brought me this muddy lump and rachel's like oh look look what andy found and so i took it inside and i rinsed it off and it was this pocket watch oh really cool pocket watch and then i just started getting images of railroads and and you know trains wow that's that's cool and a couple of days later, I decided to, you know, well, I saw that guy and he's wearing that uniform and I'm looking at this watch and I looked up the history of the watch, you know, by the markings on it, where it, where right. year it came from. I don't remember what it was from mm-hmm. right now because <laughs> I don't remember things. <laughs> and, I don't either. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> so I looked up uh, New Hampshire Railroad uniforms from that year and lo and behold, the guy in the window is wearing the same uniform. <gasps> it, <laughs> so it's all kind of tying together. And That's I was awesome. thinking about what we were going to talk about. And I was thinking about this story in particular. And um, I remember posting on Facebook randomly before, mm-hmm. you know, the, the finding the man in the window and finding right. the pocket watch, hearing train whistles randomly. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. and I put it on because we have this hobo railroad that goes back and forth for uh, the tourists in the area. And it wasn't running. <laughs> and I was like, is the hobo railroad running? And people were like, no, it's not. Because, but it was like an old-timey whistle. It wasn't like the right. modern day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's another piece that fits in with this whole Wow. Yeah. So, so you're kind of over time 
like assembling like a profile almost of of this this man, this soldier. That's very cool. Yeah, I, I think he's a train conductor. Oh, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, because he's got the oh. same uniform as the the train people from back in nineteen oh whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm such a oh, detail person. No. That's, <laughs> I, I well, I think you've gotten a lot of detail so far. That's really yeah. uh, fascinating, and you have to wonder. Um, so, this pocket watch was in your backyard. Are there other mm-hmm. things back there that belong to him? And you know, back in the day, at that time, they would just throw rubbish around the uh, the basements or the exterior of their home. They just, you know, throw it out the door, bury it, burn it, whatever. So. You wonder if maybe it didn't work, and he's like, "Ah, oh, the hell with this," and threw it out in the trash heap, or maybe he lost it. But I think that would be really interesting. Uh, let's just go dig up your yard. <laughs> Everybody, bring a shovel. Find some we're, going, we're going to Leslie's. We're going to Leslie's. That's very cool. That is yeah. really cool. So we have a question in the chat from Stephen Scott. Hey, Stephen. Hi, Stephen Scott. It's always nice to hear from Stephen. And he said, how do your dogs react to and cope with activity in your home? Leslie has these huge Newfie, Newfoundland dogs, and they're gorgeous. What well, do funny. they react? Oh, sorry. Um, Go ahead. So my... my... We have this little sitting room where Mike and I each have a lazy boy and we have a giant TV. And it's just enough room for us and two giant dogs. <laughs> and Emmy usually sits on one side of me. And Dobby usually sits in the, on the side where you can look into the living room. Because there's a sitting room, then there's a, a bathroom, a little hallway, and then there's a living room. And I see shadows, you know, shadow movements out of the corner of my eye. And every time I'm noticing the shadow movement, I notice that Dobby is staring into it. <laughs> He's staring in there as well. So, yeah, they do notice it. Um, Emmy sometimes barks randomly at spots. You know, she'll run down the hallway and just start barking. And I'll just say, oh, leave them alone. They're not bothering you. you know? <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, sometimes in my house, I will walk through an area and there are phantom smells. There's uh, there's one that's a pipe smell, and Ooh. no one smokes pipes around here. There's one that smells like um, old perfume. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one that smells like aftershave. I want to. The old spice. Usually, when we start smelling these things, <laughs> um, that's usually when the activity starts up. And um, my attic door becomes opened without anybody opening it so oh very interesting so has has your home now so your home was rebuilt after that fire so that whole neighborhood was pretty much standing there were a few houses that weren't touched I'm not sure about that I know that there's been an addition added on I think maybe they did some repairs but the house was standing and then they built onto the addition that now connects to the barn. I think that because um, it, it may have had a slate roof, um, right. my house, you can tell by the age of the houses, my house was built in, I think, 1870. Mm-hmm. And um, 
the fire was in 19-something. And, like, there's a couple houses down that you can tell it was built in the 1800s, and there's a couple houses up that you can tell it was built. So I think that um, most of our house survived, and they just repaired it. Um, I, I know they made structural changes because when we've taken down walls and stuff, the front door used to be where there's a window now. And there, it looks right. like there used to be a farmer's porch on the front. Um, mm-hmm. And now the door is on the side, you know. So there have been some structural changes. But I think in my gut that this house survived the fire. Let's see. So it's the original dwelling. Okay. Yeah. You still have a slate roof? Or you used no, to? No, we don't. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> not since we owned it. Um, in fact, we just got a brand new roof last year. So, <laughs> so did so, we. <laughs> so I hope there's no fires. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Uh, I love, I, I love old slate roofs and I, in, here in, in, in our area, there's so many still that have the slate on them. I, and it's pretty amazing to me that they're still up there. So and the house the that, character that they oh, bring. Yeah. And I was saying house... I love the character that the like spring and, and and wood siding. I love wood siding. I hate vinyl siding because it takes all the character out of the house. Oh, it does. It does. I the home I grew up in, uh, not the home itself, but the barn which we used as a garage, has the the tin roof still on it, and cool. it's it is really cool. It's it's. I don't, it's been there my entire life. I don't, I mean, I don't live in the home anymore, but it's in my hometown here. So I drive by it every single day and I marvel at that tin roof still being up there. So history, man. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. Yes, we do. So another thing that happened in my mom's apartment, um, I'm in my mom's apartment right now, by the way, we're live from mom's apartment. Um, (laughs) Awesome. Uh, I was talking to my mom and I was laying on her bed and we were just chatting. And so, because she was going to bed and I, you know, you know who I am, Anne, because you've been my roommate so many times. I just chat, chat, chat. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I just, yep. I just, I fall asleep. Leslie's still talking. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's pretty bad. But so I was, I was chatting with my mom while she was falling asleep. And then I just said, I said, okay, mom, I'm going to let you go to sleep. And I left. And the next morning, she came downstairs, and she didn't do that a lot because she liked to stay in her apartment. And she said, the strangest thing happened to me. And I said, what? And she said, well, you left, and then I started dozing off, and then you came back. And so I sat up, and I said, what do you want? And I was <laughs> looking at you, but it wasn't you. It was, it was too short. It was too dark to see features. Mm-hmm. She said, it was too short. She had on plaid pants. <laughs> pants? <laughs> and her hair was too short. And then she just disappeared. Oh. So that, so we yeah, that's happened in mom's apartment. Oh, my goodness. When I was growing up, oh, my gosh, I should tell you this one, too. When I was growing I was about, I, I guess I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like staying up too late because the house started to feel funny to me. And right. um, before this was mom's apartment, we used the bathroom, so we had two bathrooms in the house, and mom's living room here was a dressing room. And then the kitchen, my father had converted into his office because he owned his own business. Mm-hmm. And I would not like to come into mom's apartment after, like, 8 o'clock at night, you know, after dark. <laughs> I just didn't like it. So 
um, I would stay up until 10 and then I would just go to bed because I'd start getting tired about 10 o'clock and I'd just go to bed and I'd go straight to my room and I'd go to bed. And one <laughs> night I went to bed and I woke up and I turned over and there was a man floating over me, oh, looking straight down at me. Um, <gasps> his body was over my body. And oh. so I did what any brave person would do. And I closed my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and pulled the covers and over I your thought, head? He's, he's, he's going to just think I went back to sleep. He's just going to think I went back to sleep. He's just going to think I went back to sleep. <laughs> and um, I felt him go away. Uh-huh. So that's happened in this house. I've seen, he was... Um, he was middle-aged and he had brown hair and um, he, he had like a puddiny face. It's the only way I can describe it. So you know what, what Benny Hill looked like? He had those puddiny cheeks. Yeah. Kind of like jowly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh my So that happened goodness. in this house. <laughs> wow. And when was, this was when you were a kid or, yeah. or in, as a, I was, okay. I was a teenager. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. I believe I was a that's frightening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was one of those times when I was like, oh, my God, I got to tell my parents this. And they were like, oh, stop it. And Why they never these things up. They never <laughs> had any any anything weird happen. Girl, you well, know, when they, they were younger, that they would talk, they about, talk right? about it. There's... We had two black labs and they pretty much dwelled in the kitchen because my mom didn't want them on the furniture. She just wanted them. Uh. So they lived in the kitchen pretty much. <laughs> and there were baby gates, then they couldn't get past the baby gates. Mm-hmm. And um, her bedroom was the bedroom that she had just recently had in her apartment that wasn't an apartment back then. Um, mm-hmm. She heard the dogs run past her hat, her, her doorway. And so she's, oh, geez. <laughs> she got mm-hmm. to get the dogs out of my dad's office, and there were no dogs. And oh. So she didn't let us know that until a little bit you know, later on. Right. You know, we were making stuff up. <laughs> um, one night she heard cowbells in the, in the garage, in the, in the barn. Oh. Like, not like someone playing the cowbell, like Will Ferrell. No, it was like, right. it was like, you know, a cow moved and it was ding, 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 ding. Sort a of jingle. Thing. Yep. A dingle dangle. That's interesting. And no. when my brother was a teenager. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I, I, I could just go on forever. <laughs> That's okay. I was just about to he ask was, you, what about your siblings? Did they ever hear things? Yes. Um, my brother had taken up the drums, much to the neighborhood's chagrin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he put his drum set up in the attic, and he was playing. He was really into Rush, and so he would just practice oh. Rush songs all over and over and over and over again. So he decided, I'm so good, I'm going to tape myself. So he got his cassette player, and uh-huh. he was taping himself. And he heard this voice, and it said, Good wind slow, but faster on the pickup. And uh-huh. he heard it, and he freaked out. So he started playing louder and faster. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he calmed down, he rewound the tape, and he caught it. He caught it on the tape recorder. Oh, and he played awesome. it for all of us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, oh, boy. They even comment on his sibling. drumming. I mean, you know. <laughs> he could wake the dead. <laughs> I'm sure, especially playing Rush, you know. That's a lot of, that's a lot of drums. Wow. <laughs> that's incredible. And, so uh, we... One other thing that comes to mind, um, my sister, when she was uh, sleeping in by mistake, she was going to be late for school, 
that I, I believe this is the same male presence that was floating over me that my mm. brother picked up and that when my sister slept through her alarm, he shook her legs and said, get up, <gasps> going to be late. <laughs> well, he was so a nice, he was a nice the, man. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> he wants us to be punctual and he That's wants us fun. to be faster on the pickup. Um, well, but, he's so, just trying yeah, to be helpful, we, you know. <laughs> Which is much so you, better than menacing. That's that's true. Stephen says literally the spirit of radio. <laughs> Good one. Good one. So, but what about this man? So you've never seen him again? That you know of? I feel him. I haven't seen him with my eyes. That's the mm-hmm. only time I saw him. I see shadows that I believe are him. Um, uh, like the ones that Dobby and I see, I believe mm-hmm. that's him. Um, mm-hmm. the lady that my mom sees stays in the apartment and because I have, you know, a gift, I, I know that she was depressed and I think she committed suicide and I think she oh. had a son. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I have like these bits and pieces that I can put with her, mm-hmm. but I don't seek her out because I live here, <laughs> you know? I'm not exactly. going to sit down and have conversations with them because this is my house now. And um, although, you know, if they can come and go as they please, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to live my life. So, right. Although I know this stuff about them, I'm not going to invite them and say, hey, come and have a cup of coffee with me. <laughs> so, well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to, as you said, it's your home. No one really wants really to know that much I think I personally would not want to know that much and we're coming up on the break so I do have a question from the chat for you so when we come back from the break I am going to ask you the question that John asked in the meantime I'm just going to tell everybody you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation on TogiNet and we will be back right after these messages Harry Price, I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. 
Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with just yours truly tonight and our guest and my co-host tonight, actually, Leslie Martin. Woohoo! Here we are. So, so I was so hammering the- on like a monkey in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay because usually Ron yammers like that and... Um, <laughs> I just kind of go, yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm, da, da, da. every once in a while I throw a question in, so it's okay. <laughs> so did you have any experiences growing up? You know, I, it's, it's interesting. I grew up in a 200-year-old New England colonial, and I lived, really lived in this house my whole life uh, until I was like 30 almost 30. And we finally saved enough money. I, you know, we live in an apartment in the home. Kind of, it sounds like kind of your situation. And mm-hmm. until we could save up enough money to buy our own home. So, and it was a really cool house. And I never, I don't, I mean, I don't consider myself, I'm not psychic. I, I, I don't think I'm sensitive, maybe a little, I, whatever. So, so I was always just really at home in this house, anywhere in the house. I don't remember having any experiences uh, during waking hours, but I do remember as a little kid, I used to, I thought it was a nightmare but I would feel like there would be this thing that would come out of the corner of my very small, I had a very small room and it, it, it would be coming out of the corner at me and I would always wake up and it would be fine. But I remember it even all these years later. Um, so I'd much, so like you know, I don't know. Left a mark on you. It did. It did. And it's, it's it's something that I would always remember. And I'm not really a person that remembers my dreams a lot. Every once in a while, I'll have a really, really vivid one. And sometimes I'll write it down. But nine times out of ten, I don't remember what I dreamed about in the morning. So, But these always stuck out. And the other dream that I always had while I was living in this house as a child was that I was up on the roof and I could fly. And I would fly and look down and see all the fields and the town 
around my home. So that is something that I distinctively remember from that home. Um, but I mean, I spent a lot of time, it was an old stone stone basement, dirt floor, up in the attic. I'm sure it was filled with asbestos, uh, but we used to play up in the attic. Um, it was a great house. It was a great house. And it, it killed, you know, it's been sold since and the people don't take good care of it. And uh, my brother had purchased it from my mother after I moved out and he lived there for 20 years. So it was really and truly our family homestead. So it, you know, I drive by now and it's just the guy who lives there as a junk collector and it's a mess. And oh, I'm so sorry. It's awful. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, every day I, I drive by, I pray. I'm like, put up a sale sign on that lawn because I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I'm going to buy it back. <laughs> I'm cleaning it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, my brother, my brother, Tom is very, um, he's an accountant. He's retired now, but he's a very practical guy, meat and potatoes down to earth. Most of my family is like that. I'm kind of the throwback and I'm into the, you know, art and the paranormal and all this stuff. So it's just, uh, but he has said to me that he used to hear things, but he never would go into any, anything beyond that. So I, I think it was. <laughs> and that's all he'd say. He didn't say I heard people walking or I heard creaking or anything like that. Oh, I, just, I heard he would things. Just, he would just say to me, I've heard strange things in that house. And he, he just wouldn't elaborate on it because uh, he's, he's just too, I think he's just too logical. And, and it's funny because I think in a certain generation, like you said, uh, your parents, even if they heard stuff, they wouldn't admit it. And uh-huh. I think the people of that generation, that's what they did. You ignored it. If it didn't make sense, uh-huh. you're just going to ignore it. The end. <laughs> We're not going to talk about but it. He, he, your brother, he knew that you had a paranormal group. Yeah. You would think that he'd say, Ann, come on over and see what these noises are. You know? Oh, no. He's too no. practical. He would not do, there's no, not a chance. There's no way he ever would have done that. <laughs> Guaranteed. Have, I have, think he, have you ever he been, would say, sorry, I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Just like my mom. I don't want to know. <laughs> Just don't want to know. And, and I have a friend, my, a very good friend, Heather. And she has a shop in downtown East Bridgewater here uh, called My Art and Soul. And it is in a a very historic building from East Bridgewater. And every person I know, and I've known numerous people who have had shops in that same place, every single one of them has had stuff happen, has had paranormal experiences in there. Every single one. Wow. And right next door to her shop is Russell's Barbershop, okay? Russell's wow. Barbershop has been there since, since Christ was a corporal. Let's put it that way, all right? <laughs> and as my mother-in-law would say, and stuff had to have happened. It happens to Heather all the time. She hates to be in there after dark. And she has asked him time and time again, Russell, it's, his real name is Elmer. I don't know how he ended up with Russell. So, but everybody calls him Russell. 
Russell, tell me you've never heard anything in your barbershop. I mean, it's, it's right. It abuts it. Nope. 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 I think you're crazy. And he laughs at her. But he's, hmm. Russell is probably, I bet he's 80 of these a day. Still cutting air. So that is just of that generation that sweeps it under the yep. rug. Yep. It's just that generation. So uh, I should probably ask you, I was going to ask you that question from chat. And, and John asked, uh, what is the scariest encounter you've ever, ever had to face? Okay. I told you how you get used to your own energies in your house. Have you ever been to a friend's house and you're like, oh, I don't like it here? <laughs> well, I had a friend. I used to spend a lot of time with her, and I did not like it at her house. I did not like it one bit. It mm. was at, okay during the daytime, but as soon as it started to get dusk, it just this oppressive atmosphere just took over the house. Mm. And she'd invite me to sleep over, so I would sleep <laughs> over. And one night I was sleeping over her house, and... Uh, this is probably where I got that terrible habit of talking until people can't stand anymore because we would just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and her mother would yell, I was trying to go to sleep and we'd just talk and talk and talk. And so we'd say, okay, we're going to go to sleep tonight. So she had her bed and I had a cot right next to her bed. Mm-hmm. And um, so I fell asleep and I was awoken and I just felt terror. Mm-hmm. And I opened my eyes and the ghost of the house this lady, very stern lady, who always used to make me feel uncomfortable. Like I'd eat over at dinner and it'd be like, it's time for you to go home, Leslie. You know, <laughs> she didn't oh. like me there. She oh. showed herself to me. And oh. I was terrified because she was right at the foot of my bed, of my cot. Oh, wow. Um, Denise, Denise was a very good Catholic girl and she had glow-in-the-dark rosary beads. So I grabbed those suckers <laughs> <laughs> and I got into my... I got into my sleeping bag and I and I put the, the um, zipper up as far as it would go, and I thought, "Just go away, dear Lord, dear Lord, please save me, God, I'm holding the rosary, please save me," because I thought she was going to hurt me. I, I swear to God, she was going to hurt me. And in my panic, I was breathing so hard, I used up all the oxygen, so I had to open up the zipper a little way and put my my, my lips out to get some air. But I slept with that cover over my head for the rest of the night. That was the most terrifying thing that has ever happened oh, to me. Oh, my God. Oh, that's that was horrible. That's that's terrifying. It really is. And, you know, now that you say that, I did have a friend who lived in an old old house up in Elmwood. That's an older section of East Bridgewater. And her room had a, um, not a trap door, but a, like a small door into in the I don't wall know whether, or in the in the wall in the okay. wall and it, it was like a couple steps up and I don't I don't know if it was the attic or what but it, it must have been the attic because her house was her room was on the second floor and I remember that that door always creeping me out but I don't know why and we never went in there so but I know what you mean I know what you mean we had a I, I go past that house and I look for that lady in those windows because oh. she's still there. And she knew. No, she knows I'm going by. <laughs> oh, that's fine. She, but she probably knew, oh, this kid, this kid sees people. This kid feels mm-hmm. things. She's going to know I'm here. 
So you probably threatened her. Oh, not she was scary. intentionally. Yeah, not intentionally, but she realized. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah, that's I, something. She wanted you out. She also did some things in the house that freaked um, my friend's family out. Mm-hmm. Um, her brother had cut himself really badly with a knife in the kitchen, and they kept all of their first aid stuff in the upstairs bathroom. So his mom went around the corner to go up the stairs and all the band-aids were laid out on the stairs. Oh, holy crap. That's crazy. The same boy, the same boy on Christmas morning was sitting at the top of the stairs and his mom came out and she said, you didn't go downstairs, did you? And he looked at his mom. He was about, I guess, five or six. And he said, no, the lady told me not to. Oh, that lady. And he said, the lady in the robe at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> wow. And this is, this is the creepiest thing that's happened in their house. Uh-huh. Um, the mom was, went to bed, mm-hmm. and she was on her side of the bed, and her husband was on his side of the bed. And then yeah. she felt someone lay down next to her and start breathing on her neck. Ew. I know. So, <laughs> so, Ew. I, I wasn't the only that's one that good. scared in that house. That's a wow. house. Don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, it's so not a good she, one to buy. she obviously, so she had that experience. So she relayed it to, to you or to the daughter or someone. Who? Uh, her mom? The mom. Yeah. Her mom was my mom's best friend. So oh, um, okay. I used to, but <laughs> my friend and I used to eavesdrop on their conversations. <laughs> As all good children do. It's okay. It's we all do. right. <laughs> That's yeah. creepy. That's so creepy. I would be out of that bed. Oh, get the glow in the dark, Rosie of Beads. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben Helsing's big ass cross. <laughs> the big ass cross would have come in handy in that house. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we have a question from Stephen again, and he wants to ask you. Um, many people find old objects in their house, especially when they're changing it around. Have you ever found anything and did the spirit in the house react to it? Um, also, did you try psychometry on it or pick up on anything? The only thing happen? I've done psychometry on was, was the thing, the, um, yeah, the pocket watch. Can't <laughs> think of an ounce tonight. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I remember digging, oh my gosh, when I was a kid, I mm. was digging in the backyard because you find like broken plates and pieces of pipe and I found oh, this yeah. symbol and I I took out some of the dirt so it would fit my finger, but I took out too much and it was too big because mm-hmm. I didn't realize at the time that it was psychometry, but when I was holding it in my hand, I, I got a picture of a lady in my head, mm-hmm. but I never put two, I didn't, never put two and two together. Because it's just like, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the um, foundations that are around, there's one in particular down the street. When I was a kid, I used to sit in that foundation, mm-hmm. and I could see the house in my head. I could see it. And it was funny because the kitchen looked more like, you know, wooden walls and like an old stove with a pipe that climbed up the wall. It looked more like what I, I would consider a, a wood shack sort of house you know it wasn't like modern right. and beautiful and mm-hmm. um but 
they're the only things that I have touched in as growing up that, um, you know, I, I don't think I found anything here besides symbol. I found a sports car, you know, a little matchbox car, but uh-huh. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been my brother's. I don't know. Um, yeah, so no. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, a good oh. question, though. It is a great question. So I I have a question about um, something I saw on your website, the mysterious woman on Mount Shaw. Oh, isn't and that weird? You have a picture here of, and, it, and it's very clearly a woman to me. Um, can you tell us about that? My sister went hiking with her friends. There were four of them. My sister, her husband, and another husband and wife team. And they stopped midway up the mountain and took a break and took out the camera and took some pictures. And she threw it back in her bag. And then once again at the top. Mm-hmm. And um, she, as soon as she found it, she sent it to me right away. And I looked at the picture and I thought, oh, my God, that looks like me. It does. You think it looks like me? Yes, I do. <laughs> I thought it was you. Um, yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, my God, that's weird. That looks like me. <laughs> but it couldn't have been me because I'm not there. Um, uh-huh. So there was no one wearing red in their party. One had a yellow coat. One had a blue coat. One had a gray coat. And uh, I can't remember the other color, but it wasn't red. And um, so it looks like someone pulled up the camera and it went off when they were moving it. And you can see in that picture, it's my brother-in-law's sleeve of his jacket. Mm-hmm. And you can see the zipper that of the little pouch on the sleeve. And then just beyond that, there is this figure. And it looks like it has a veil over its face. It has no eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's wearing a, like a red cape or something. It looks um, to me, yeah, like a hood. It looks like a hood yeah, to me. Yeah, it's hooded, hooded something. Mm-hmm. But it could yeah. be a shawl. It could, you're right. It could be a shawl like wrapped yeah. around her head to look like a hood. There mm. was no one with them on the trail. They were the only four. There weren't other like parties walking by. Right. Um, so she has no idea what, mm. what it, where, where it came from or how it happened. That so, is yeah, amazing. That weird. That it's, it is a freaky picture. And, and if you, if folks, if you want to see the picture, lesliemarden.com and it's L E S L E Y. M A R D N and just, uh, but yes, D E N. Sorry. (laughs) Just, just, just hop on there. And she has like the articles summarized on the sign and uh, side, just click on mysterious woman on Mount Shaw. And that is, that is one crazy picture. I mean, sometimes you just, (laughs) I don't know. Nate says, was it little red? I don't know, Nate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Little Red if, Riding if Little Hood? Red was blind and had no eyes. Then it's Little Red. <laughs> it's kind of a scary Little Red. Oh my goodness! And then you got that. You take you you get stuff in pictures that constantly amazes me. I it blows me away every single time we go somewhere. You get a picture and you're like, "Hey, look I'm at this!" And I'm like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> I'm so very lucky. <laughs> Or but, you know, they... you set your intention. You say, I'm, I would like to take your picture. Like right. when we were at the Black Swan Inn, mm-hmm. and I, I announced, I would really like 
to take your picture. Would you stand next to Ron? I'm going to take some pictures. And I got an anomaly on my on my photos, only right. in one, right. that um, looked like a little girl. And huh? so I think that if you set your intention and your heart is pure and you're, you're not, you know, just trying to, I don't know, make, make something from it. Whatever. Yeah. You know, like get, get gaining from, gain from it somehow. Mm-hmm. And they right. know that you are honest. I think that, I think that's why I've been so lucky. Yeah. It's, that doesn't it's, explain the cat because I don't think the cat would care. Right. I have been lucky. You do. The cat was at the Houghton mansion, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you got a face up in Salem. Mm-hmm. A man's face. And when I was at the Edith Wharton mansion, uh, there's a pet cemetery on the on the grounds, not too far from the office where I took this picture. It was Edith Wharton's office. Mm. And in the photo on the bottom left hand side in the window, there's a little ghost dog looking in the window. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. Wow. He is cute. You yeah you you yeah. do. You you uh. I've been lucky. I take a million pictures and I get exactly what I'm taking pictures of and no more. <laughs> <laughs> I no don't know more. if it's because I attract them because my light is on, you know, I've got my lights on. Um, That's I true. don't know. I've just yeah, got a knack for it, I guess. I think <laughs> I've gotten more pictures than most people have ever in their lifetime. And, you know, yes. I haven't been taking pictures of paranormal things for very long. Right. About 10 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I've been lucky. Have, you just have beautiful photographs in general. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Marveling sunsets and clouds and mountains. and With right. pictures, it's not so much the what the picture is of. It's of the lighting that intrigues me. I like the light. Mm-hmm. I like the way the light's playing on something, and so I'll take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm weird. <laughs> Just have a good eye. You definitely have a good eye. Now, I I remember when we were at um, we were at the roller skating rink. We've that was an interesting one, and we were going. It was raining. It was pouring, and then it stopped for a little while, and then we went through the cemetery in the back. And you said before we went into the cemetery. About the yeah, stone. before we left the building. Yeah. Because I said, oh, well, let's go look at the, they were setting up, I think. I, I don't know why we went, well, we were waiting. I don't know why we ended up in the cemetery. But, mm. and you said, when we were leaving before the Before we go out there. Yeah. yeah. Before we go out there, I just want to let you know what I'm seeing in my head. I'm seeing mm-hmm. this, this gravestone, but it's got a hole in the middle. There's something missing in the middle. And it's, mm-hmm. it's different. And I think we should go find it. <laughs> right. Right. So off we went. Of course, I was going to go to the cemetery one way or another by hook or by crook. So it really didn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) And we went all over this entire cemetery. And and you say, is that it? Yeah. Nope, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. And we're looking. I'm thinking, and I'm thinking hole. I'm thinking like a bullet hole because I see that a lot gravestones mm-hmm. with bullet holes through them um, or maybe a hole where sometimes in a stone 
it, if it had like, uh, they had the ceramic portrait uh, in like, usually like a little oval. And I was thinking, well, that would be a hole if the ceramic portrait is no longer there. So uh -huh. she's like, nope, 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 nope. We went all the way to the other side. We're walking back. And now we're not really paying attention because we've already looked. <laughs> uh -huh. We're just about to leave the cemetery. And over to our right, Leslie goes, there it is. And there's a stone with a huge, it was like a big square in the middle of it. Mm. I, I, I can't even imagine what was supposed to be there. I don't think it was supposed to be like that. But I hope not. It wasn't very pretty. <laughs> no, something was definitely missing and removed from the middle of this stone, right through the middle. Maybe. Maybe there was a statuette in the middle or something to be placed in the middle of it. So it was framed by the granite. It could be. I've seen that before. I've seen that before. Maybe somebody stole it or mm. whatever reason the family took it. But that was really funny. And, and we took a mm. picture of it. And I'll, I'll, have to, um, I'll have to dig that one out and put it on the site. I've probably had it on the Ghost Chronicles page before. And... Um, I'll have to poke around and see if I can find it. But it's in my cemetery tripping. Um, Leslie, we need to get a picture of you next to your stone. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It was, late, I believe, Lakeview Cemetery. I think, I think that was the name of it. And you're not going to believe this, but Pizza from the Dead is here. I just heard the doorbell. Are you kidding? No. That was the fastest hour of my life. <laughs> I know, right? See, folks, this is what happens. This is why Leslie and I are, like, awake till 2 o'clock in the morning when, because we'll go, so the whole thing behind the, the roommate thing is when we go on investigations and they're far away and we stay at a hotel, Leslie and I are always roomies because, you know, no one's going to share a room with Van Helsing. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not. But anyways. Got it. <laughs> one time I did that was at the, um, the uh, Haunted Victorian up in uh, uh, wherever that is. But uh, that was it. That was not a hotel. It was not a hotel. So anyways, no. but yeah, Leslie and I will talk for hours. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an act. <laughs> it, is, it is, but it's, uh, it's all right. It's always fun. So thank you so much for being my co-host slash guest this evening. And I really appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's it's fun. always fun talking with you, Anne. I mean, uh, my goodness. It is. And I'm going to see you in a couple days at uh, Spirit Quest, which Spirit uh, begins. Quest begins Friday night. So if you haven't got your tickets yet, newenglandghostproject.com, neghostproject.com. Sorry, I said it wrong. Uh, you can still get tickets. So I am going to bid you all adieu. And if uh, anybody out there is coming up this weekend, I will see you soon. I'm going to be doing a class on fairy jars. And we're going to make our own little cute little fairy jars. And Leslie and I think is that there. Maureen and I are doing something about everyday mediumship. Yep, yep. So go and take okay, Leslie and Maureen's class. And, okay, the tunes are coming up. I'm getting my cues. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you again next week. And I believe it is going to be our live video show. So tune in. Till then, have a great week. God bless. Take care.
from goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. 